0: morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes. So make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning bitches and welcome back to wellness for real issue girl Marlena here today with Felicia my co-host what's up Felicia
1: not much how's everybody doing
0: hey and today's special guest is Megan how you doing Megan I am happy to be here I'm good how are you we're good we're super excited to chat about you do you just want to introduce yourself to our listeners for anybody
2: who might not know who you are Sure. So my name is Megan. I know that the first thing you ask people to do is to plug their Instagram handles. Yes, (laughs) because I don't ever remember them. (laughs) I'll start there. Um so my Instagram is Megan's M-E-G-A-N-S dot mission. I'm 30 years old, born and raised in New Jersey. I just moved to Florida a month ago. And from a wellness journey perspective, um, I have been on a weight loss slash maintenance slash wellness overall happy journey since 2018, um, so I've lost 165 pounds from my highest weight. And what started out with a love for Weight Watchers and Orange Theory has sort of transitioned into a love for fueling my body properly and weightlifting. So, kind of a 180. But uh, let's let's get into it. I'd love to talk about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like your journey, like a lot of people's journeys, right. And it should it has like massively evolved over time. So I just want to go back to the beginnings. So you said you lost 165 pounds, which is like, crazy. that's Amazing. wild. That's a huge, that's literally how much I weigh. That's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so kind of what kicked off your weight loss journey? Are
2: you somebody who's like always struggled with your weights your whole life? Always. So like I said, I'm 30 years old. And for as long as I can remember, oh my god, I'm 30.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, i 36 80. this year. 80. Oh my gosh. Just a
2: number. It's just a number. Mm-hmm. Um, for as long as I can remember, I have been the big girl. So as a kid, you know, it, it, it was uh, the, the something that I always talk about and something that I always think about is back in school, when, you know, all of the friends used to share clothes amongst each other and raid each other's closets. Like I was never able to do that. And in high school, you know, when your friends would go shopping and they would go to the stores, like five, seven, nine, I would, do you guys have that? Yeah. Uh, That store. Yeah. So, yep.
0: I remember that store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and we're already relating to everything you're saying. Mm
2: saying. So, you know, my friends would hold up these clothes and be like, oh, Maggie, it looks so cute in this. And I would just be like, oh my God, I would be over by like the purses and the jewelry and being like, oh, like these earrings are cute. And like, they, you know, people never get it. But anyway, yeah, my my whole life, I've just uh, always struggled with my weight. And uh, I had my light bulb moment because I think everybody has that moment before they embark on um, a transformational journey in 2018 it was a trip to Disney World. And what really stuck out for me during that trip was how badly I struggled at the theme park. Um, I was walking through Epcot, you know, eating around the world and, uh, I actually had to stop multiple times. And at one point my ankles and my feet had gotten so swollen that I had to sit on the side, take off my shoes in the middle of epcot and like massage my feet in the middle of the park it was mortifying people were staring at me and it was uncomfortable physically because it you know it didn't feel good but then also the humiliation that i felt you know people like staring at me it was it was terrible
0: Wow. I think a lot of us can probably relate to that. And even now I'm sure you think about that moment so often, right? Like anytime I'm out doing something that now seems so simple to me, I always like to humble myself and remind myself how something like that, going to like a theme park or the zoo or the mall or whatever, and like walking around all day, like how that's easy now, but how difficult the road is for that to become easy Um, for someone who never experienced
2: that previously. Right. Exactly. And every single day you said, you know, I'm sure you think about it even now, or especially now I live in Florida, so I live right by Disney. So um, it it just kind of like sits in the back of my head. And then, you know, every single day I'm reminded and I'm humbled. Like you said, you know, I'll, I'll go out and I'll be at a park or something and just walking around and I'll literally stop breathe in the air, look around and say to myself, like, wow. Just like I'm doing this. And it's, it, it's something that everybody else takes for granted. Yeah, but for sure.
0: Uh, so, so you said that you found a love for weight watchers. So was that kind of the first like program, like diet that you had tried to lose weight with? Oh no, no.
2: No, I mean, I think I, I started to really try to take a hold on my weight Throughout high school, you know, during middle school, I cared, but I really tried in high school. But I tried doing uh, really unhealthy things. I was doing a Slim Fast. I was eating my mom's Nutrisystem meals. Um, I was b- binging and restricting in that cycle, in and out, and uh, stealing my mom's hydroxycut pills. Yep. I remember those. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I was eating like Atkins bars thinking that, you know, they were, they were magic. Right. So weight watchers is not the first thing that I tried. Um, but, uh, it's what I tried back in 2018. And I think I can relate to a lot of people that, uh, miss Felicia Keithley is the person that, uh, made me realize that maybe I could do it
0: Totally. She has inspired so many of us. Uh, She's also a listener. So thanks for inspiring us, girl. We love you. Um, And so for you, like, did you like discover her on Instagram and kind of realize, like, I know that's what a lot of people say. They're like, they find her page and they're like, holy shit. Like I can eat that. Like that that looks good. Like, and she just really does it in such a simplified way, especially for those of us who are like, 90s early 2000s kids it grew up on packaged food right like yeah. that's that's what it is um and it just I don't know she just does it in such a like relatable easy seeming way where you're like holy shit I can do that I can really yeah, look yeah. at us we did it I would
1: think <laughs> exactly. you, have a, you know when you're losing 150 pounds to see someone who's done it you know what I mean that who's lost that type of weight that's, that's a huge, I mean, that has to be a little bit motivating also, because I feel like trying to lose 20, 30, 40, 50 feels daunting, but trying to lose 165, is probably very overwhelming from the get.
2: Absolutely. And I think that the hardest part is when you you're at a point where you know that that's your goal, like that big of a number is your goal. Like, where do you start? You know, and, you know, obviously looking back, I wish I had focused a little bit more on the, you know, one pound lost here, one pound lost there. And back then I was like, oh, I only lost a pound, but like it adds up it, it, it does. And, um, yeah, it just being able to relate to someone that did it. And like you said, Marlena, someone who did it in a relatable way, it seemed realistic. And I was like, well, if she can do it, why, why can't I?
0: <laughs> and you got to meet Felicia in person, right? So were you oh, just totally like fangirling?
2: I, did you cry? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we, we, um, we ate tacos together and just had, you know, some really good conversation. It was such a fun time. And she's just like, she's a gem. She is so sweet. Like the, the person, you know, that you see on Instagram, like that's Felicia. She just has the biggest heart and she's funny and she's, she's great. That's so awesome. Um, so
0: you started WW, is that kind of what you stuck with like throughout your journey or like, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So
2: it's it's been a long road with a lot of evolving along the way. So yeah, where do we begin? <laughs> so I started at Weight Watchers in November of 2018. It was right when I got home from my Disney trip. And I remember saying to myself, I'm joining as soon as I get home. Like that was my light bulb moment. I said, this is it. And what I promised myself then is that I wouldn't give up. I, and I think that you talked about this, um, last week with Amber is you have to keep evolving and, you know, finding like what works for you. But, um, I knew that even if it didn't work for me, I would keep going and find what did I ended up working. And, you know, I use like the little quote quotes, fingers, <laughs> um, for me in that moment. And I, lost a hundred pounds on weight watchers. And I hit that goal in October of 2019. It was pretty much exactly a year after. So my highest weight was 315 pounds and I was able to get down to
1: 215
2: and then it just stopped. And it didn't move (laughs) for a long time. Um, and you know, I had overcome so many big things losing the hundred pounds. You know, I had uh improved my cholesterol numbers and you know the, the sleep apnea was gone. And health-wise, like things were improving, definitely not perfect, but they were improving. Um, but I was having such a hard time understanding why it wasn't budging from there. Um, you know, then the pandemic hit following year in 2020 and I think everybody struggled to, through the pandemic in their own personal way I was able to pretty much maintain my weight throughout the pandemic um like I said the 100 pound mark was 215 I never went back over 225 which I have to applaud myself for because it shit was hard <laughs> it, was, it was, <laughs> I was really hard um but the health thing was really starting to get to me. So, you know, I've watched my dad survive two heart attacks, and I've witnessed my dad go through open heart surgery. And my my grandfather, you know, may rest in peace. He had congestive heart failure, and I always say I'm a walking time bomb <laughs> because the genetics in my family are not good. Um, so, I decided to follow through with researching weight loss surgery, and. It's funny because I was always the person that said that weight loss surgery is the easy way out. That was me. I literally like used to say like, I would never do that. You know, like who, who, who would take a shortcut like that? I was so ignorant and misinformed. And, you know, now having gone through the surgery and really changing my life and finally hitting my goal and maintaining my goal and evolving with the weightlifting journey. I want to be an advocate for everybody else that might be experiencing the same thing where people in their lives might be, you know, telling them that they're not working hard enough or they're, you know, taking the easy way out because it's not easy. So what was your,
0: um, like experience with like learning about weight loss surgery? Like once you kind of opened your mind up to that, like how quickly did that process happen for you?
2: Sure. So I had a friend that got the surgery
1: and what surgery did you have, can you?
2: Sure. It was VSG. So it's the vertical sleeve gastrectomy. There's a couple of different weight loss surgeries out there. Um, the sleeve is what I went with and what that is, is they, um, they, they cut your stomach. <laughs> there's, there's no nice way to put that. Um, they, they cut your stomach to, um, a fraction of the size. I think they say it's like the size of a small banana and, uh, yeah, it, it, it changes not just the size of your stomach, but it also, um, changes, you know, they, they take out like your hunger hormone. And all I'm going to say is that comes back. Cause I get hungry, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get hungry.
0: <laughs> so how long has it been right now since you had
2: surgery? Mm, 10 months, 10 months. Wow. It was July, 2021. So it hasn't even been a year yet.
0: Wow. That's Mm. awesome. And you kind of took like a social media hiatus in between like (laughs) now, right? Like you just recently Mm -hmm. came back to Instagram. It was like, you were one of those people. I was like, damn, she did disappear. Like, where did she go? She's back now. That's cool. Uh, so what was, what was kind of going on?
2: Or, talk about that? Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about it for sure. So, um, I took I think six or seven months off of Instagram. It was it like was completely, completely deactivated and everything. People were actually finding me on my personal Instagram and messaging me, asking me if I'm okay. Um, people messaged Eddie, my my, uh, my my boyfriend, and Jesus, people, people were <laughs> the internet has me. no bounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like so much. It, it's, it's nice to know that people care, but I people care. Or are they just nosy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: wow. <laughs> I think, I think it's because
2: I can be both ball. and I can admit that, but
0: yeah. you know, oh. just seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I admit it too. There, been,
2: yeah. Yeah. Pe- people, people, you know, I'm sure you, you experience it too. People are like, it's probably none of my business, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm if right you have now. to
0: start a statement with, it's probably none of my business, no offense. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Any of that type shit, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, <sorry>. <laughs> <Don't>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but th- I took the hiatus because it was a true social media burnout. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, I, I have a small platform on Instagram, you know, there, there's a little bit of a following there. And it was at the point where I felt like I was trying so hard to help others. I couldn't even help myself and people constantly, you know, come to me for advice and looking for guidance. And I felt like I was not qualified to do that because I was neglecting my own mental health and my own priorities. And I was just like, you know what? I need to unplug and put myself first and need like to forget about this. need to put the phone down, yada, yada. And man, it was, it was good. It was a nice break. So what made you come back? You know, I wasn't going to, it it was actually, it was kind of like a joke, (laughs) you know, it was New Year's Eve and I was, uh, working out with Eddie and we were just having a good time. And I was just like, what if I updated my Instagram? Like, what if I just pop back on randomly? And he was like, I mean, if you want, I'm like, I don't know if I want to, like, I, I don't know. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I at my <laughs> first picture back. If you scroll back, it's a picture of me. My hands are on my hips. I got like this attitude face going on. I was just like, Happy New Year, bitches. <laughs> People are like, where was, yeah. this bitch? <laughs> it was it? It was honestly, it started out kind of like like a joke. You know, I was like, I'm just gonna come back. I'm just gonna like do my thing, be back on my own terms. And um I'm really happy to be back, honestly, because you know. I've made so many friends on social media like you and, you know, just, I've met some amazing people and it's also nice to see how they're doing and what they're up to because, you know, I'm nosy too sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's nice to be back, but again, it's on my terms, you know, I still get incredibly invasive questions and I don't answer them. I used to feel the pressure too, but now I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth my energy.
0: Yeah. Social media can be uh tough and I'm, I feel like every, obviously everybody's experience can be a little bit different, but that seems to be like the, the common experience. If you have a social media, even if you only have like a few hundred followers, like if you're in a community where people are constantly interacting and, and talking to one another, there's just like this, like Invasiveness, You know, there's just this like these certain people that just feel like, I don't know, they could just like really insert themselves into your life or like, they mm-hmm. feel like they know your whole life. Cause maybe you shared like two minutes of your life yeah. per day for a year. Um, yeah, social media is weird. I've gotten really weirded out about a lot of different things and I've learned to like stop sharing a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, even since, and I'm sure you can relate to this since I moved, um, I get questions. What city did you move to? And I'm like, why do you want to know specifically where I am? I think that's weird. Like, unless we like know each other for real and you want to like come over and hang out, or you want to send me a gift. Yeah, I, I mean, let not send me a gift. Like, look yeah, like, you want to be Well, like, I've been pretty specific about the fact that I'm like in a small town now. So, like, why, <laughs> like, why do you want to know what small town I'm in? That's weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that.
1: I look at social media, like when you talk about your health journey, it evolves. So like when I came on social media, it was during the pandemic and it definitely fulfilled a very different need for me than it does now. And social media is not the same. When I came on, how it works is differently. I feel totally bombarded by it with ads and bullshit and it doesn't fill me the same way I find it to be really different. So I don't get what I used to get out of it at all. Um, And I don't have, you know, I'm the 200 people that she's talking about. Like, I only have a few. Yeah, but I'm sure you get
0: weirdo messages too, don't you?
1: I do. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I just like, for me, like, I feel like, you know, because I do this podcast, I, you know, that I get a little bit more attention because Marlena has, you know, real, like a lot more followers than I do. And I'm not really in the community as much in the same way, but I do engage and, um, and I feel grateful for the people that I've met, but I can't imagine being immersed in it to the level or having. 10, 20, 30. I would, I, it would be really challenging, I think, um, to do that and to even work in it because then you eat, you're kind of breathing it and have to be on it all the time. And I feel like I can shut it down and I'm not tied to it. But as months go by and the more I, things change in social media, the more I, it's not serving me the way it was, if that makes sense
2: yeah um, and that's a big part of the reason why really it took that right.
1: a couple of years ago it felt positive and good and fun and now it feels like buy this chip for me buy 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 sell 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 and i can't even nobody i like is even in my freaking in my, my page or whatever i like, can't find any people that i like i'm like where it's, are the people i'm following it's also a posts. it's who it's, are these people <laughs> like so it's just weird
2: it's it's annoying <laughs> like there, there's no other way to put it it's you know, it it is not the same. And every post that you scroll through on your feed is like, because you follow this person, you might like this post. And it's like, you know, I I do have friends on here that I genuinely want to know like what they're up to, but like, it's like they're hidden from you. It's very strange. Weird,
1: you have to seek them out sometimes, which I thought was strange. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Instagram is definitely
0: changing, but you know, that's what happens with social media platforms. Um, So we all know it, but I, I, I definitely have been feeling the burnout lately approaching. So we'll, we'll see what happens with my social media page over the next who knows how long, but I get it. It's, it's a lot. It can just be like so consuming. Um, and as, as like, I got thick skin, but it gets to you.
2: It's tough. And I've gotten some weird messages that have contributed to this burnout. Like the, there's been times where like, I, you know i'm in a relationship and if i don't post about i didn't post about you know him for a, a people think you years. broke up people message me like hey i haven't seen you post about eddie in a while are you guys okay are you guys still together i'm like what like, he's in the
0: trunk of my car okay yeah Mind your business.
2: Yes. <laughs> Dude, I need
0: to start. People are so weird, people. Yeah, I find that interesting, uh, specifically with spouses, that people think that something is wrong with your relationship if you're not constantly posting your spouse. But studies and statistics actually show quite the opposite. That when people are constantly posting about their spouse, people are constantly typing out seventeen thousand paragraphs for a picture of them and their their significant other that actually tends to be when people are, are having a issues conversation they, exactly people are overcompensating right so it's like do whatever you want with your relationship share it don't share it you know but like stop like stop yeah. making assumptions about people's lives yeah it, it,
2: it again like people people get a little too nosy
0: yes but Well, for, let's
2: let, let's talk I'm about it
1: nosy like I'm, getting... I'm
0: gonna be nosy because I want to talk about Eddie and I want to hear about how you guys met
2: okay (laughs) so let's hear the story it's like not that exciting (laughs) I I don't know we met we met at a car show so I I I I can what do you mean that's not
0: exciting that makes me think like fast and furious love
2: (laughs) so it's interesting right because we met at this car show but at the time he was married and uh I was legally married and uh, not looking for like anything, obviously, like going, separated, going through like a divorce, you know, whatever. We met, we, you know, exchanged social medias, but on a friendly level, again, we weren't like even really talking. Um, And then a couple months later, he slid into my DMs after, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) after he had seen me, um, I was on the today show. Um, we can talk about that later if you want, but he had, uh, split into the DMS and we were just chit chatting away. And, um, I, I framed it right from the beginning because we were flirting back and forth. And I I was like, you know, I, I just finalized my divorce like yesterday. It was literally like a couple days before it was very recent. I was like, I'm not trying to get into anything serious. Yeah. We moved in together. Like three months later. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, Just you know how they out. say, like they you say know. that, you know, it comes and finds you when you're not looking for it. Yeah, Cause I was not looking for anything at all. Like I did not, I was like, you know, fuck men, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sing, single girl status, you know, all that fun stuff. And then I was like, Oh crap. yeah but you know we're we're super happy and uh to anybody wondering we are still together so you don't have to ask me we just moved to Florida together and bought yeah so so
0: you guys just bought a house together like in a different state so pretty sure that's serious right I'm just a glutton for punishment (laughs) yeah so I want to talk about your move because I'm sure it was a doozy and I want to know how you got through that moving how, how many miles that was 11, a- 1100 okay 11, 1100 wow. miles away yeah, who's counting? Uh, yeah it's kind of a big deal um, while managing a weight loss journey because or a wellness journey or main because you're in maintenance essentially right now I'm right? in maintenance okay. yeah well I, I I talk about this a lot just like the I was doing great until excuse. Mm-hmm. That we always hear, oh, I was doing so great until I moved across the country and it was really difficult. And right. So yeah. I want to hear about how you kind of managed your wellness through such a difficult period of time.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't been easy. Um, I, I think that no matter how much you can transform your life and change your habits, and you know, you're, you're doing good, doing great. It's it's still difficult and it's still something that you have to kind of learn to navigate and adapt to, um, you know. Leading up to the move and while packing the house, we had packed away all of our uh, like kitchen gadgets and uh, cookingware and everything, and we were kind of just uh, skating by with my Costco grilled chicken that I swear by. Like that <laughs> is my holy grail. Like. Uh, This entire episode of wellness Real is dedicated to my Costco grilled chicken.
0: Um, is that the one that comes in the
2: little cubes? No, 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 no. So it's no, that, that one, I don't know about that one then I don't know. I'll send you a picture, but it's so good. It's just, that one's gross.
1: It is Your favorite products at the end.
2: (laughs) I am very passionate about this grilled chicken, (laughs) but, um, it, you know, just, uh, trying to stay on track by keeping consistent with the workouts, even though we were packing up gym equipment, we were selling this, selling that, and, you know, not being able to get our workouts until 9 PM, but we did them. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to order out dinner because we were tired and exhausted, but like, it's, you know, doing the shit that you don't want to do. And, you know, when you don't want to do it, that's usually when you really need to do it the most. (laughs) Yeah. So it, w- it was doing that. And then through the move in, you know, the, the move, we were stuck in a hotel for two weeks before we actually got into the house. And, uh, we, th- that, was hard <laughs> like, we, we went food shopping and we, you know, we got some essentials, but the reality is you can't cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in a hotel. So we did <laughs> eat a lot. So, I mean, Enjoy. it was just about like making choices that didn't make me feel like shit. And, you know, but still living my life and getting the tres leches and, you know, doing the things that make me happy, but, you know, still prioritizing the workouts, doing, you know, good. I call it doing good, but by that I I mean making better choices for my body most of the time. And, you know, doing everything in moderation and kind of just trying to stay balanced, you know, balancing the good with the. Not great.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I just went through a long six month displaced, crazy, huge life change myself. And it was really fucking hard. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really speak to how difficult it was super often because I don't like going on Instagram just to complain. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I mean, truth be told, it is difficult, right? Whenever we're going through any type of difficult change, that's changing our routine or displacing the, our whatever, right. The things that we're used to doing, I was on such a routine. I was so used to my own space. And for me, it was, I was living with family. I was living with somebody else for six months. So I was in someone else's house, you know, and that's like a whole nother thing. Um, and it made it difficult, you know, we weren't able to meal prep like I normally do and do all the things that I normally do. Um, and I did eat out more than I normally do, but like you said, when we would go out to eat, it would be okay. What's going to make me feel good. (laughs) You know, what's not going to make me feel like shit just because I'm out to eat doesn't mean I have to order, you know, the freaking nachos and the deep fried steak and the cake and get the beer, you know, I don't have to, you kind of have to learn how to like, I don't know. I mean, it's so corny to say, but like, you really have to learn how to listen to your body, you know, yeah. is really what it comes down to. Um, and just like not throwing everything out the window. And that's what so many people do. They're like, Oh, well, I, I, I'm living in a hotel right now. Right. So I'm just going to eat out for every single meal. Like I don't need fuck to-. it, you know, yeah, fuck it. Right. But no, if you're in a hotel, you probably have at least a mini fridge. You can at least have Sandwiches and fruit and some vegetables, yep. some snack type things to keep you full, some shakes, whatever. Right. Things that are going to keep you full in between, you know, having to make those choices of, okay, what the fuck am I going to eat? What am I going to put in my body? Because when you have to make those choices out of anxiety
2: and anger, mm-hmm. chances are you're probably not going to make the best choices, right? Exactly. And you know, when it, when it comes to saying fuck it, it, it's like that all or nothing mentality that I think everybody has fallen into at least some point in their
0: life. Oh yeah. We, we all have, and we still Mm -hmm. do. Sometimes I, I still go through periods of time where I want to say fuck it. But like you said, those are the moments where you really have to be real with yourself.
1: I still fucking do it, but I'm, <laughs> I do. I'm working on it though. I don't do it as often, but I still do it. Yeah. You know I mean? and, and that's
0: I- okay. Right. Also we are hilarious. all forever a work in progress, Felicia. But
1: also like, I just went on vacation and like, I've never in my life, this sounds so ridiculous, but like, I never bring food anywhere and like I watch Marlena like on vacation I'm like well what the fuck I'm gonna bring my own stuff on the airplane like it's <laughs> so simple it sounds mm-hmm. like such a simple thing but like in my mind part of vacation was like I'm not bringing anything anywhere you know what I mean but like the food is better when I bring my like on the airplane food sucks so does the food at the airport I don't care what anyone says it's not and great. it's so overpriced you know, it's, it's oh my god, god. So it was just like in taking that mindset even on my trip and like we had a kitchen and you know we were able to so like I made breakfast every morning and just a breakfast sandwich and like some fruit and just doing those kinds of things even though I was on vacation I saved a lot of money I still ate really good food and I still ate out every day I just need out three times a day you know what I mean and so it was like you said there was that balance I still got the balance it wasn't perfect and I walked every morning on the beach which was
0: amazing
1: Um, but it, it was that same kind of concept though I'm just not throwing everything out the window
2: just a tiny bit (laughs) <laughs> just you just cracked the window
1: yeah. open yeah. you know what I mean but yeah.
2: like, so you enjoy enjoyed yourself, yourself right right it
1: was great and I didn't feel like shit at all and you there was know, no guilt no not at all exactly not at all so
2: you got to allow yourself to have those moments
0: yeah totally agree um so you mentioned briefly that you were on the today show and I do want to hear that story about your tv debut oh <laughs> so please goodness. share
2: with us so <laughs> it wasn't about me. It was about my friend, Stephanie, and they had reached out to her regarding her wellness journey. And, um, she had told them that I was like her fitness mentor by that. I I mean, we're friends and we talked about, yeah, the the way they framed it when they showed my picture on TV, it was like woman meets online fitness mentor. And I'm just like, (laughs) what? Yeah, no, (laughs) but, um, it, it was cool because, you know, Stephanie and I have had been friends and we bonded over um, orange theory and we both did Weight Watchers at the time. And uh, it was like the first time that we met because she lives out in Iowa, Iowa. One of those Midwest states. It was Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. I got to meet Oprah, which was like oh such a God. surreal moment. And it happened like so fast. And I don't know like if either of you guys have experienced anything like this but whenever i get like nervous or stage fright or anything like my whole body goes numb no never experienced it oh i've totally experienced that. okay we're totally. like yeah. my whole body is like yeah like the tingles it's like a visceral yeah. effect yeah. yeah yeah like my whole body's pins and needles, p- pings and needle. yeah there like, that. like, like the pins pin- and needles and then the yeah. whole thing happened i was like what just happened <laughs>
0: She's just like blacked out. Oh, she's
2: like, <laughs> like I I not? You're like, was Oprah here? I had to watch it back on the TV because I don't remember what I, I said.
1: Hilarious.
2: Totally. I, that's that's just displacing.
0: Yeah, that's like displacing. Kind of right? Your body
1: a little bit. Yeah.
0: That's how we like deal with our anxiety, how our body mm-hmm. deals with it and our mind deals with it. It's it's very wild.
2: Yeah, but that was that was a really fun experience. And uh it, again, I'm grateful to have been able to meet my friend that I had been friends with on Instagram in person at the expense of someone else. (laughs) That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And you were,
0: so you were also supposed to be on the Kelly Clarkson show, right? Or like Uh other, another TV show. What
2: happened with that? Let's talk about this. (laughs) So please, people have always told me that I look like Kelly Clarkson. I don't see it, but anyway, I digress. Um, I had posted like a side-by-side. And uh, on Instagram and the Kelly Clarkson show had commented something and then they messaged me and they were like, Hey, you know, you know, we think this would be such a cool segment. And I ended up having an interview with one of the, um, casting people on the show. And they're like, we want to bring you on the show. We think it would be a great time. Um, so, I mean, I told them all about my journey and they said, okay, like, we'll, we'll call you. Okay. So time goes by. mm-hmm, Yeah, we'll call you. And, uh, eventually they called me back. And they were like, well, you know, we don't, we can't really do the segment completely like based around you and your journey. However, we're having the biggest loser uh, segment on our show with like people from the show. They were like uh, debuting the new season. She's like, and we need someone in the audience to stand up and ask a question when prompted to like, does anybody in the audience have a question? I was like, okay, tell me more. She's like, we need you to stand up and ask um the 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 lady help me i've you know stalled on my weight loss journey and i've been at a plateau for x amount of time how do i get out of that and i was like i'm not doing that i was like like they were like oh like we'll fly you to california do this do that and i'm like for that for that yeah they were literally like that's how T V works apparently I couldn't believe it's all fake it's yeah, all fake so they, they had a question staged like they like it was very strange and I said to her I was like I'm not doing that because I know how to get through a plateau no. you just keep sure. fucking going like-, <laughs> right.
1: but like they have so many people that come to the audience that they don't need to fly that are just there for fucking free why wouldn't they just have one of them do that yeah like, no shit be like with- here you
0: get a free hat if you ask or this question they- that's so bizarre <laughs> It was like so weird. I guess I've maybe- heard other weird things about that show though. Like them asking people to come on and like weird. kind of fib weird. about their stories. Most people or, have been yeah. like,
1: okay. So good for you for having some integrity. Like- yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know, not a, it- it wasn't tempting to go on and, and do that. It was kind of more just like a, well, this sucks. Like I really wanted to go meet Kelly Clarkson. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're like, can you just have Kelly DM me, please, directly, right? <laughs> you
1: probably would have gotten to meet. I don't. Would you have gotten to meet her if you would have come in that capacity?
2: Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even. I didn't even ask, but probably not. I just. I thought the whole thing was so strange that they were like, "We need you to ask this question." And I said, well, what about this? You know, throwing in some different variables. And they're like, no, like this is what you need to say. And I'm like, you just Whoa.
1: said yes and then asked whatever you wanted. <laughs>
2: Dude, I, I mean, I, <laughs> is it live though? I don't think it's live, is it?
0: No, oh, it's it's taped. Oh.
1: Yeah. but hey, you'd
0: already be in LA, so you'd be like, peace out. Thanks for the free hotel, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the flight. <laughs> totally.
1: Check out my Instagram at no kidding. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Oh yeah. TV is super fake. So that's uh, such an interesting story. Thank you for sharing it. Yes. We appreciate that. Um, so I want to talk about what's next for Megan, because you have just recently announced some pretty exciting things going on. Um, you scheduled your skin removal, correct? I did.
2: I technically like didn't announce it yet, but I'm going to announce it. (laughs) This episode will
0: air like in June. So you got got a little bit of time
2: (laughs) by the time this airs, I will have announced it. So yeah, I ended up having a couple of different consultations for skin removal. Um, I had some local, but I actually ended up consulting with a Phoenix. I think everybody kind of knows about a Phoenix because they've worked with several, uh, not high profile. What would you like Not
1: influencers though? Influence. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like yeah. Uh, Erica Lugo and Felicia, you know, did go there. And um uh Gracie's Journey went there and um uh get fit with Jessica. Jess yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, mm Yeah, uh, and Georgia. The- we had Georgia on the show. Yeah, she had her 360 there. Yeah. there. Now yep. they kind of they that's kind of what they specialize in, is that 360 lift, right? Yes. kind of like that's the go-to place for that. And they they've been very me. smart in their marketing and how they've utilized social media
2: um, and, and heightened their popularity. So good for them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a big deal for me to travel from Florida out to Washington yes. and, but <laughs> it's a little me, bit of a hike, let me tell you why I did have some consultations here in Florida. And I don't know, like when I had that virtual, con- well, first of all, hold on the waitlist to get a con the waitlist to get a console at a Phoenix is very long. It's a couple months out. I had called for shits and giggles one night, the day that I had a consult here. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call and schedule one at Athenex. Phoenix. And the lady says to me, I had a last minute cancel for tomorrow. Do you want to take it? I was like, oh my God, is this serendipity? <laughs> so I ended up having the virtual with the woman over who is the right-hand lady for Dr. Dry. And the conversation, it felt like I was talking to my best friend of 10 years. So comfortable. Like we just like hit it off right away. And, you know, that's such a vulnerable procedure And, you know, they're sitting on the other side of the computer, looking at pictures of your butt ass naked. So, but she like, didn't make it awkward. And it just felt right. Like I felt it in my gut. Like I knew that this is where I wanted to go. Their results are consistently incredible. I've heard only good things, only great things. And I am so excited that my 360 lower body lift is scheduled for April, 2023.
0: That's awesome! So what Yay. is that? That's a
1: 360 lower body lift. What is they, that? They
2: they literally cut you all the way around in, in the front. So the front is a tummy tuck, but they continue all the way around around your hips, around your lower back, and they just pull it all together tight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's great. It's great if you, have, yeah, if you
1: have yeah if you have loose skin or anything.
0: Yeah. So if you have loose skin, like all the way around, yeah. Pretty much is. cut a band. Yeah. All the way around and kind of lift it and put
2: it okay, all the back so not together. Okay. the
1: front, the back too. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. With, which, you know, I, I do have a lot of skin like in the back and, um, it, you know, that that's going to be the first thing. And then hopefully we can get my boobies fixed one day because they are not in the greatest shape.
0: They're still beautiful boobies though, right?
2: All boobies are beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? It's 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 not about like meeting anybody else's standards. I wanna be like super confident in them. And the reality is I'm not, and that's okay. Yeah, but totally. you can make it. Yes. Yeah, so I recently was just talking about well, I only talked about it briefly.
0: I took it down because just opened the doors for more opinions, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially with like cosmetic surgery. Like I remember when I first shared that I was going to get my tummy tuck, I was getting so many messages and they were like, you don't need that. Why are you doing Uh that? You don't need that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like, like if this is something I want to do, like it's something I want to do. And like, what do you mean by I don't need it? Like, of course I don't need it. It's a, it's an elective surgery that I'm choosing to do. Fully aware, I don't need it. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure my insurance would be covering for this shit. I wouldn't be paying out of pocket for it. But, um, like you said, it's like I did it for me. Like I didn't need it, but it was something I really wanted, and it's something that I worked really hard to do. So it's like I don't know why people
2: like want to tell you that
0: what you what you should and should not do with your body.
2: It is always gonna be like that, and it is like I I think that's. That requires a different kind of strength to not let that shit bother you. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. Totally. Yeah, Good for sure. You.
1: That's exciting.
2: Yeah, that is very exciting. So, what is your
0: plan in the meantime? Because April, that's always away. It's like ten months away, right? Yeah. Like, what month are we in? I don't even know anymore. May. It's yeah, May. Yeah. Yeah. So you still got a ways. So, like, do you have goals in mind to
2: kind of get to that point? Uh, yeah. Before surgery. Absolutely. So I've hit my goal weight per se. I'm not even looking at that anymore. I just know that in my body right now, I am at a size where I'm comfortable. I'm maintaining and I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. Like technically, if you're talking about the BMI scale, like I'm considered overweight, which is ridiculous. That is a conversation for another day. (laughs) But I know that I'm comfortable at this weight. Anyway, my goal for the next 10 months before surgery is to really just focus on maintaining because, you know, once you get a a big procedure like that, you know, that's part of how you keep it, the results, you know, going. So just keeping my good habits up and building more muscle. So weightlifting is something that I've fallen in love with over the last uh, six or so months. And I've become very passionate about it, how it makes me feel physically, emotionally, mentally, all that good stuff. So just building the muscles and, uh, you know, hopefully one day being able to see everything that is going on underneath.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's truly life-changing. I'm not going to lie. It's super life-changing and it's, um, I think it's awesome how you're doing this and like taking your time, even just trusting your gut. Like people always ask me about consults and stuff. And, you know, people assume, Cause like, I, you know, love my doctor that everybody's going to love the same doctor I went to or want the same results. And it's like, you got to trust your gut when you're going through that process of trying to find, I mean, really in any type of medical situation, right. When you're looking for someone to care for you and do a service for you, because it's essentially what they're doing. Um, like the vibes, the vibes are so important. Like you really have to feel comfortable and confident in like they're
2: even just the way that they speak to you. Right. Yeah. It's a huge decision. It's like, so did you
0: do any other consults?
2: I did. Yeah. I okay. did. And you know, what's funny is the one consult that I went to followed up with me following, you know, when I did put the deposit down for my surgery out at a Phoenix. and they were like, Oh, like, can we schedule your surgery date? And I said, Hey, you know, with all due respect, I, you know, went with a different surgeon and it was so off-putting the way that they replied to me. They had, uh, sent me like a bunch of pictures of before and afters they did and they were like you know this surgeon and you know this that and he's amazing like what can we do and I was like what is this like a sales pitch it was so off-putting it was like beyond cringe it was yeah yeah I was like ooh, like yeah I-, I went to a lot of consults
0: and I had a lot of very strange experiences and <laughs> just like it was just weird some of these places really treat it like a t- like a factory, you know, so and like a transaction. Yeah. It's just Money. weird. And that whole thing with the sales pitch and like trying to convince you when you clearly said, like you chose a different doctor, like that's weird. She literally
2: said, what can we do to earn your business? I'm like, I say that at work. Yeah. I work in software sales. Like this is my like, body. Like, I'm not buying yeah, a patio set. Personal.
0: Like what the
1: fuck? Personal surgery too. And it's really expensive. It's so weird that it's people are treated like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, like, I just feel like it's, it's like that in the medical field often. Um, it, it it sucks, but it's a business like anything else. And I understand that, but you know, there is such a thing as bedside manner and there is such a thing as respect and empathy. And I, I felt the respect and the empathy from, you know, Athenix when I consulted with them and it just felt right. When I hung up the phone and I, I looked at Eddie and I'm like, what do I do? He's like, I think, you know, what you're going to do. And I think at that point it was just me swallowing the fact that I was putting down a deposit, <laughs> it's a lot of money to travel, but I know I knew. And I know in my gut, like this, th- like Dr. Dry is like definitely who is the right surgeon for me. So I'm pumped that's awesome. That's yeah,
0: awesome. so excited for you, and can't wait to watch that portion of your journey and everything leading up
2: to it. Um, as long as you stick around, you sticking around, right? I'm sticking around this time. I will, but again, it's on my terms. Yeah, you know. So sure. if I if I get quiet for a little bit, I am still alive. Hopefully, not, God <laughs> willing. Oh my God, God willing. So I
0: need to check on me.
2: Yeah. So I mean, like, if it's been like a week, maybe like, hey, how's it going? But for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm back, I'm here, I'm back. I'm, I'm very happy to be able to share again, like the story with the VSG, you know, ever since coming back, so many people have come to me saying like, Hey, like weight loss surgery is something that I've wanted to explore, but it's been so taboo, but you motivated me to go get my first consult. Like, that's cool. And I'm like, you know what? That's why I'm here. Like that's rewarding. Good. And that's, you know, that's what it's all about. At least totally. I know that I, 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 I can, you know, if I can do that for like one person every now and then, like, that's cool. Yeah, it is
0: pretty rewarding. It's a good feeling. Um, But it also can like come with pressure too. I feel like people like relying on you to motivate them. Um, Not Mm -hmm. that everybody is that way, but like sometimes it can feel that way being on the receiving end of that. Like it's a big responsibility. Um, And I know at the beginning of this, you mentioned like people asking for advice, you know, I get messages like that. Where it's like, you know, and I just, I'm really straightforward with people. And then they usually just read it and then <laughs> never yeah. reply and probably unfollow me. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a nutritionist. Like, I'm not, I'm just a bitch who lost weight. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm just a regular, schmegular person. Um, <laughs> there's nothing about <laughs> me that, that makes me different from you. You know, it's just, I, I found what works for me, you know? So it can, I feel like it can come with some pressure as well sometimes.
2: Well, like you said, I found what works for me. I have people all the time. Like, what are your macros? What do you do? And I said, I could tell you every little thing that I do and you could do every little thing that I do, but it's not going to be the same. And you yeah. know what, what I do and what's sustainable for me might drive you nuts. You know? <laughs> yeah. The, the foods <laughs> that I eat that I love, like you might be like, this sucks.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, how do you do this every day? And that's why like, don't do that, you know? Yeah.
0: So, um, I was going to ask, so when you transitioned from, so did you transition from like weight watchers to like calorie counting and macro counting, like after surgery or kind of what, what, how was that transition for you? Like, what are you doing now to, I don't know, I guess, maintain, or are you just vibing? Cause not everybody tracks it forever either.
2: Following surgery, I very, very, very diligently tracked everything. And it's funny because most people track things to make sure that they're not overeating, but I was making sure that I was eating enough. So, you know, making sure that I'm hitting my protein goals, that my calories are at like a, you know, a healthy number. And uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since. Um, It's loosened up a little bit now and kind of going towards a more intuitive approach, especially because I am a creature of habit and I do eat a lot of the same shit every day because that's how I like it, you know? So,
1: um,
2: but I mean, one of the, one of the big things is uh, I want to make sure that I'm feeling my body properly. So I do kind of check in every once in a while and and say to my, or see like, am I eating enough calories? Am I eating, you know, maybe like too many. Am I out of my deficit? Like, you know, just trying to get an idea as to like where I am, but most, not most, but a lot of bariatric surgeons tell people that they should be at like 800 calories a day for the rest of their life. Oh, oh my what? God. That's a whole other episode. The, the gut, the guidelines that some of these bariatric surgeons give their patients is disgusting. And like it makes me nauseous. I'm like I can
0: eat 800 calories in one meal. One that's sitting. crazy. I'm like, yeah. Like <laughs> that's I mean, wild.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's sad too because you know people get surgery because of you usually because they had some kind of disordered eating. Right. But these surgeons are just dragging them into another form of disordered eating.
1: Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Wow.
2: It's very disappointing. Sense. But, you know, as for what's next, I would love to get certified in nutrition and help some of these people because like, you can still eat carbs. You can still, you know, like you don't have to do keto after surgery to be successful. Yeah. I was going to ask,
0: what are some of the like myths of weight loss surgery? Oh. Cause I feel like we all hear them, right? Like that, like you can't eat sugar, you can't eat carbs, <laughs> Um, you know, are you taking like vitamins? Do you have to take vitamins every day forever? Things like that. Um, and obviously
2: everybody's case is different. Everyone is different and everyone handles surgery different. You know, there are people that get surgery that they're like, well, I can't eat this because it makes me sick. You know, I I can never have this again. And it's not that you can't, it's, you know, their body doesn't tolerate it the same. And unfortunately, you know, it does happen, right? I have been lucky enough to where I... I can tolerate pretty much anything. You know, one of the biggest myths is that you can't, you know, do a high carb or normal carb diet. And the only way you can be successful is to do like a keto diet or a low carb diet. And that's just the furthest thing from true. I love carbs. I am a carb queen. I, I, Eat carbs. Sometimes my carbs are higher than my protein. Like, I just, I love carbs and I am like the biggest advocate for you can get weight loss surgery and eat all your carbs and still be successful because that's not what it's all about. And yes, you do have to take vitamins every day for the rest of your life. A lot of people don't, but you really should. It's
0: good to know. What kind of vitamins do you have to take?
2: They're bariatric specific vitamins. Okay. So I'm not a scientist, but I know that, you know, Your body absorbs things differently, you know, with all the changes in your body and the size of your stomach and everything. So it's a multivitamin that's a lot stronger than others. If you like look at the bottle compared to like a one a day, it's a lot different. There's more, I think like vitamin A and this, that, another thing, like some of the levels are like very high. Um, And then, you know, you have to take some extra calcium and some extra iron um, I bruise easily, but I think that's just like a thing. Cause I still bruise easily, even though my iron's fine, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty strong, um, which it makes it difficult because bariatric multivitamins tend to make people nauseous because they are very potent, but
0: yeah, I was just going to ask if there was any like side effects from that. Cause I, even daily vitamins make me super nauseous, mm-hmm. prenatals, any of that stuff.
2: It was a lot of trial and error for me, you know, taking them in the morning, taking them at night with food, without food, right before bed, you know, and you know, I was able to find one vitamin that doesn't make me sick. And I literally take it like as I'm laying in bed because I just don't want to risk it, you know. So (laughs) I like I keep them in my nightstand, I take them, I take my I drink my water and I just go to sleep. But the another vitamin that I tried before this one that works well for me. It would literally wake me out of a dead sleep with nausea.
0: That's crazy.
2: It's that sounds terrible. Yeah. But we're good now. We're good. It, it, it's fu- so You found what works there. for you. Exactly. That's, that's the thing, whether it's vitamins, food, whatever you need to find what works for you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, which you've
2: definitely done and you've evolved and you
0: continue to evolve. Do you have anything else kind of coming up that you're excited about? Do you want to
2: share? Um, Oh my goodness. I don't know. Is there some, is there something that, you know, that I don't know? (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't think so.
1: (laughs) I'd like to give you a chance to make sure we don't miss anything.
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Nothing that I can really think of. Like, I'm just really trying to enjoy my, my, my life and living it up in Florida and, you know, in, in enjoying things and getting outside more and, it's nice. So I'm I'm just trying to like really live life. And you know, like we were talking about way earlier, doing things that people do on a daily basis, like even just walking around and just doing these things and appreciating them more every single day, taking in the fresh air and just like living, just living life. Okay, tell it. me
1: about this Costco chicken before we <laughs> wrap it up.
0: Oh yeah. So we got to talk about the Costco chicken and then I will give Felicia a moment to ask you and bond with you over the, the Ninja creamy, your new
1: favorite, ah! Ah!
2: Whoop, whoop. sorry, <laughs> we were already messaging about it. Earlier. <laughs> oh my God. Sharon's like, what do you, what'd you put in that? How much did you put in that? I'm like <laughs> oh, yeah. the Costco grilled chicken it's over by like the cold cuts and, uh, like the, the pre-made foods, um, not to be confused with like the prep foods. But um, like the refrigerated section, it's the true grill brand, and it comes with two uh, like sleeves, I guess you would say, of pre-grilled chicken. It's not like that gross processed stuff. Like it is legit grilled chicken. It grilled is-, chicken. is it the kebabs? Are they on a stick? No, it's next no. to the kebabs. <laughs> How many freaking grilled
0: chickens does? Because I've tried the the ones that come in like. I think it's like six or eight little squares. Tubes, they're trash. They're disgusting. Yeah, they suck. I was like, people talk about them. I was like, this is fucking gross. And then I bought the, the skews, the skewers. Overpriced. I was like, this is dumb. This is it. so, okay. So there's chicken another rack. grilled chicken. I'm just. So they're, chicken yeah, so. that are <laughs> they're strips. Oh, they're chicken. Strips. And they're not frozen. They're refrigerated.
2: They're refrigerated. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of, you know how like a you, you peel it open and then you can, it's got like a sticky thing. You seal it shut and it stays yeah, okay. for you know, a good amount of time.
1: It's not processed okay. like the weird stuff that comes yeah. already chopped up. It's okay.
2: not, it's but not. It's spicy. like when you look at the
0: ingredients, it's like 45% chicken
2: <laughs> Yeah, rib meat. So yeah, they're like
0: mystery meat.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. it's, it's so it's, it's really good and it's not seasoned. And that's why I like it so much. It's so versatile. You can use it for literally any recipe because you can transform it into whatever you want it to be. Cause it is pretty much just grilled chicken. It just takes the guesswork out of it. You know, it's made me not be able to sit there and say, well, I don't want time to cook. I have no excuses. I love that. It's,
0: it's, it's I got time, but I don't like to use it cooking. So anything that makes it quick and easy, I'm here for. I know you like your instant pot, but it intimidates me. So actually, my husband broke my instant pot. I think this is the second time now. I'm talking about this on the podcast. So, I'm so upset. When we moved, you broke my instant pot, so I don't have an instant pot anymore. But don't be scared of it. I it's. I'll I'll tell you how to use it. It's so I easy. I tried to boil eggs in it, and they were like raw. <laughs>
1: That thing is more confusing. <laughs>
0: The biggest issue that people usually have with their instant pot is that the seal is not on correctly. Yep. That's it. The little rubber seal that's on the inside. You just got to make sure that that sucker is in correctly, and that you put it on and lock it in place. And then you're good. We'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. All right. Let's talk about the creamy Felicia's are fair. like, I already want one and I don't want to buy one, uh, but I'll let you guys talk about it. Okay, and well I'll just talk about about it
1: what's your favorite recipe so far?
2: I've tried one thing. Oh, damn. I've had it for, Love like, it. less than 48 hours. Love
1: <laughs> it, though, don't you?
2: I, I'm a, I'm, I am a ninja creamy stan. Like, I am obsessed. And it's only been one time.
1: But okay, Tell me about this pudding situation.
2: Yeah, I, I literally just did a fair life shake, which are unicorns and very hard to find. Walmart.
0: No, I went to Walmart. Buy me Felicia. They didn't have them, and I had to buy the stupid freaking Equate. Yes, Ah. but they're only sixteen dollars for. Your mailing address. (laughs)
1: They'll have to ship you some.
2: Well, my My
0: Costco is shipping them again, but they're charging like thirty-five dollars for twelve. I'm like, I'm not fucking. Sorry. It's usually (laughs)
2: either like Costco, Sam's Club, or BJ's, like one of the warehouse stores that I usually have luck with. But it was.
0: They are so shake. good, though. The Fairlife shakes are stupid good, and I wish they would figure out their production mm-hmm. and stop making them like freaking liquid gold that nobody can find. It's ridiculous. they're so good.
1: So you used the chocolate one with?
2: It was the sugar-free, fat-free Jello cheesecake pudding mix. Oh, that Hot sounds word. amazing. It was really good. It tasted like a Butterfinger. We just like, oh, oh my god! It- with the chocolate. Oh. oh, I couldn't believe the texture. It, it was ice cream.
1: I know. Like okay, I, So I just, how do you use this
2: thing? Explain to me the process. Okay.
1: And then the cleanup. It. So it's it's got a churn. So it's not like a blender. That's the difference. So it has a little thing in the front that lets you pick gelato, light ice cream, like a shake, a smoothie. And it, it's a churn that comes down and churns it. So it's not the same as a blender or anything like that. That's why the consistency or sorbet, you can do sorbet. So you could literally take a can of fruit, drop it in, and it'll make it like uh, some sorbet, but you freeze it in little canister, you pour your liquid in, you freeze it. You have to freeze it. That's the key. So you, you freeze it
0: first and then you churn and it. You,
1: then you put it in. So you freeze a bunch of different concoctions and then mm-hmm. you hit the button, but there's a process. It's not just one little, Oh, I want some light ice cream. No, that's the key like that's the key because people do it and they're like this shit looks crumbly and weird that's because there is a process you have to hit it like two times then hit this other button and then you get it mastered like felicia has and the shit looks just like ice cream (laughs) it's textured like ice cream it tastes like ice cream it's a miracle but it's the churn. it's a churn. it's like a little amazing
2: it's 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 magic and i was eating that last night and it was it was chocolate ice cream. It was literally like chocolate butterscotch ice cream with 30 grams of protein in it. And I was just like, I'm a healthy bitch. Like, it, it was so good. Ice cream good. for breakfast? I saw you were oh, making. I had it for breakfast.
1: I had I put bananas in it with the Fair Life shake and little te- Stevia, and then I put some. So I put some whipped cream on it. My husband's like, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm eating a protein shake."
2: <laughs> I, I, I got
1: home with espresso oh, in it. It was so good. But definitely, even just for kids, like I have grandkids, so it's kind of fun. Like I mix some different things for them, like not protein shakes, but like, and it's has gotta for save them. those
0: for you, yeah. Pick their
1: flavors. <laughs> the fact that you can take like pineapple, like a literally a can of pineapple freeze it, and it makes it into like a, a fruit sorbet.
0: Like mm-hmm. you don't have
1: anything in it, nothing. So, so it's kind of fun for them. So you could mess around with it. But you know, if you're not someone that eats a lot of frozen treats, it's not worth worth it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it'll be a gadget.
0: Thing. But I would if I probably had it. But and that's, you, you know, then you would. Then then I, you, I don't really buy ice cream because it's just, I don't know, ice cream makes my stomach hurt, honestly. So I just oh, don't really buy it. But, but me, I feel like turning a shake into ice cream sounds pretty awesome. It was a game changer. Awesome.
2: So, but yeah. So you said you yeah. made some
0: with espresso. How did that turn out?
2: I don't know. It's in the freezer. Oh. <laughs> See, we'll that's another, so, okay, ice. so you have to
0: freeze it first for, yeah. like, what, a
2: day?
1: Yeah, just yeah. 24 hours. So you get three, like, three different containers, and you can order more, but I would need more than three, and then you just put your concoctions in and freeze them and yes. take mm. them out and make a mint ice cream. So as as it, it once a week, it's worth the, like, if I use something weekly, it's a gadget that's worth it for me.
2: I agree. It was expensive. It was very expensive, but it, it's, I, I say it's worth it. I've used it once. I used
1: my cold coupon, so it wasn't that bad. I got 30% off.
2: There you go. It, it, it seems to be like, it, it's definitely gaining some traction, especially in like the, the, the fitness community on Instagram and TikTok. And it's kind of just like taken off.
1: i had it for like three or four months. I haven't seen, yeah. like I was really excited when Amber than you, because I'm like, I haven't seen anybody talk about the creamy. I'm like a kitchen gadget freak. It,
2: I, I love it, and I'm not like I'm not a I'm not like a cook or anything. Hence my Costco grilled chicken, but it was easy. It is. Okay. Easy. That's you, what I need to hear. It was easy. Okay. And it was foolproof.
1: Yeah, it is. As long as you do, hit this button twice, this button twice, then you get ice cream with the okay. shape, with the shape. How long does
0: it take to like turn it?
1: Like, it's it's like maybe three, or four, three or four minutes if you do it a couple times to get the consistency okay. that you want
2: worth the gotcha. wait not as bad as the 24 hours you have to wait well and
1: if different. you don't eat it all you can just put it back into the you put it back in the freezer and then you hit like respin and it'll re-churn it the next day and make it back into
0: ice cream mm. wow technology it's crazy i can't wait to
2: have some tonight yeah.
0: <laughs> okay well uh, this has been so much fun megan We've been looking forward to this. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners before we go?
2: (sighs) Related to the wellness journey or just in general? Yeah, whatever you want. I think that I'm going to leave it off with a very big topic of this entire conversation. And that is whatever you want to do in life, you got to find what works for you. And uh, it's going to require a lot of trial and error. And you're going to make some mistakes and some days are going to suck. And some days are going to be amazing. You're going to feel on top of the world and it's a roller coaster. And even when you hit, you know, what you think is like your goal, it's, it's, uh, a lifelong emotional and all those kinds of roller coasters and, uh, finding what works for you makes it a little bit easier, but you gotta stay true to yourself and, uh, hold on for the ride because the ride never ends. But once you're uh, committed to that ride, that's, that's your life. That's your lifestyle, you know? Buckle up. Buckle up,
1: Buckle up for the ride.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.